Tonight, a country emerging from protests of pain. After the killing of George Floyd, I cannot breathe. Viral moments of racial bias caught on tape. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. And the deadly shooting of Ahmaud Arbery. Incidents that are not just emotionally devastating, but also physically damaging to black people. Every police shooting of an unarmed black person leads to worse mental health for the entire black population in the state in which it occurred for the next three months. Several studies show a possible association between perceived discrimination and mental and physical health. One study found that black people who were stopped several times by police were three times more likely to exhibit symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder and high levels of anxiety and stress. We had a candid discussion about the toll those experiences can take. Here we are again seeing black people, black men especially, being killed in public. It's a spectacle. Do you feel exhausted by the headlines? And it's an exhaustion that should not be seen as an exaggeration. It's an exhaustion that should be seen as justified and that there is a real and a true understanding of why it's there. That exhaustion, the byproduct of racism that dates back centuries, from slavery to Jim Crow segregation. It's a history of oppression that still impacts black communities today, especially when images of brutality serve as a reminder. How does that stress manifest? What does that mean for the black people in this country who are watching those videos? It means that they have higher levels of, of mental health symptoms. It means they have more difficulty sleeping at night. It means that some of their, their biological systems are not functioning the way that they should. Causing a collective pain, but behind it, there's still hope. Moving forward, I think we can continue to tell the truth, and hopefully, hopefully America uh, looks at itself and doesn't like what it sees. We have to make sure that black people, black babies, black children are protected. Hope for a better future and a healthier one. For the first time, facing ugly things and trying to back them up with the pretty lines. These city lines, a smaller version of a local zoo with silverbacks, bathing eggs, and don't forget Gorilla Eunice. My inner music is revolution, the real gorillas play me from Chesapeake Basie to iPods and Munich. I'm trying to prove it's still a purpose in the daily grind. And you ain't gotta switch a 9 to 5 for 45s. Love is stronger than pride, like Felicia Day. A penny for his thoughts, he brought a whole philosophy. What I'm trying to say, I'm trying to make a thing. He studies fossils, but his own kind may be extinct. Colossal plans for his mind, expand his mental. The blueprint for synaptic space and instrumentals. It's quite a riddle in the nation that's considering. It's changing all the family times for Adderall and Ritalin. Just get rid of them, call it zero tolerance. Schools blown like the levees, don't know where the dollars went. Like FEMA, they slow with the processing. Hard to breathe in the streets, they charge it for oxygen. This for all my OxyContin kids, classrooms is like drive-bys in the rock, they taking hostages. And who's stopping it? This the new apocalypse. Without Mel Gibson filming it and making profits quit. I'm a soul in the system, no battery. The teachers still love 
robbing the craft of spice salary. I'm way beyond the march, I'm like June. See, y'all don't pick it the sun, I slap box the moon. My babies want solution soon. I plan to move mine. I'm trying off the revolution like it's moonshine. I'm in the sound booth, trying to free the move nine. Future's only strong as the day. Let's make a way, Let's make a way. I'm black fish in the air with veins showing. A teacher, so I take a personality they ain't knowing. My shorty's growing, despite the food with carcinogens. Lunchroom menus is feeding them indifference. They saying nigga this, we're playing jigger what? Got Fela Cootie on the soundtrack. Like nigga what? I teach them on and do their chains hang low. He doing calisthenics on the living room floor, yo. Learning all about Marcus Messiah. But others quit walking, they walk like messiahs. Talk like Nigerians, signing committed. Names tagging Arabic, cries are prophetic. You leaning and rocking, let's clean up the block, man. I mean, I hear shouts on the Thames, it's blood talk, man. The next generation, no LeVar Burton. Escape from America's burden with iron curtains and gentrification, like they do in Orleans. Military complex, prison or the war machine. Cause all I seen from my project windows was babies and the kinfolks, wife turned the widows, social workers snatching up the chillings where your kids go, while you're doing double shifts, working at the sicko, we trying to get low, not speaking love, John and them, change gon' come when we bypass the congressman, congressman, I'm in the system, no battery, the teachers still loving the craft despite salary, I'm way beyond the march, I'm like June, see y'all don't pick it the sun, I slap box the moon, my babies want solution soon, I plan to move mine, I'm trying off the revolution like it's moonshine, I'm in the sound booth, trying to free the move nine, future's only strong. Mic check one two one two. Welcome once again to another episode of Maroon Cast. I'm your host, Simile the RBG. And this is your girl, KLC. And we want to, you know, kick off a really good episode today, y'all. This one is called Depression, Anxiety, and Revolution. Revolution. Oh, my. (laughs) It's a a combination right there. Definitely definitely a powerful combination, and we're going to get into it. I mean, this is just some real talk. We were, you know, we were going to do some other episodes, um... You know, just always going through topics. Want to be timely, talk about current events, but also things that affect you know the movement. And I thought about it just from different conversations I've been having with comrades, and you know, looking at people's social media posts, and just the overall um, climate that we're in right now. It's like you know, we got to talk about mental health. Yeah, we got to talk about mental health in relation to the movement, and and just in life in general, but definitely in relation to, you know, how are we going to, (laughs) how are we going to get to that revolution that everyone is looking for if we leave out mental health? Right. And there's just no way. There's just no way. Um, Today is the anniversary of the assassination of Fred Hampton Sr. and Mark Clark. It's the 51st anniversary of the Chicago Police Department killing them and then the Panthers opening up the home and uh, showing the community and it makes me think about the community trauma that we experience yeah you know that example and so many other examples you know just walking through our communities just living our day-to-day existences 
And um, it's just so much trauma that we deal with from not, not just murders, not just police murders, domestic violence, you know, um, economic situations, yeah. white supremacy, sexism. All of it is a deadly toxic, toxic yeah. combination. And we swimming through it, y'all. We swimming we through just, it. Like, we just like, some of us are drowning in it. Yeah. And and we gotta pay it. You know, we have to pay attention and and look out for each other because we're drowning out here. So, right now, um, it's the holiday season. Yeah. And we're entering into the winter season. So these are times of the year that a lot of therapists will tell you are very serious times when it comes to mental health. Yeah. A lot it's, of people, you know, you know, you know about sad. Yeah. Seasonal, you know, yeah. affective disorder. Um the you know, the lack of sun, vitamin D. Um I definitely suffer from that from the lack of my levels of vitamin D get really low and that definitely causes the issues of, you know, that mood, your mood, it changes your mood. And so that even shows you how important the sun is and how, you know, getting enough sun. But, you know, again, going through this crisis, we weren't able to even get the sun when the sun was out. We weren't able to really enjoy it in a way that we used to. So this Not winter, if you're working. <laughs> you know. Yeah, if you're working in, I mean, even now, I mean, the sun is down by, I mean, it feel like midnight by 5 o'clock. I'm like, I'm ready to go to bed. Good night. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, it's kind of global global warming-ish right now, yeah. so it's not as cold. No. But we know it will be, and that's also going to reduce people's amount of time outside. And we don't know if we're sliding into, I mean, I don't know about Baltimore. I know other places are having restrictions put on again um, for only um, what they call essential, essentially being able to, essential tasks and essential work. So, like, places like L.A., which is full of sunshine. Yeah. But they really have to limit what yeah. they can do right now. They it's... have been put on restrictions that were really, we haven't seen since the beginning of March or, um, like, that June surge that yeah. we had. So we're going back because the numbers have gone back up. And we're, we're bracing for another surge because mm. of the holiday yeah. uh, season, which is... I, I don't even know why I said holiday. It's not a holiday. It's a day of mourning that is, you know, s still celebrated because of the propaganda that was <clears throat> taught us as children. And some people only have these days off to celebrate with their families. I challenge everyone to create new traditions, though. Yeah. And part of those new traditions need to be how we take care of our own mental health and look out for the mental health of community. So, um... Yeah, this is a serious time right now, and I'm 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 looking, I'm looking, I'm watching to see messages, this tone that people are posting with. Some people just are outright asking for help right here yeah. and right now. Yeah, you can see it on their posts. Yeah, I have seen people actually even put suicide notes on posts or kind of filling out to you know cries for help in a, in a sense. Um, the community response to that tends to be different depending on the level of education that people has about crisis. Yeah. Uh, mental health crisis. Um, 
I was able to educate myself on mental health crisis because I've been in mental health crisis since I was about 10 years old as a survivor of abuse, you know, um, and the conditions of the community that I was in, the, the oppression upon us. So as a survivor, um, I've been in and out of mental institutions, you know, roughly in my late teens to early 20s. Um, and even into the early 30s, just trying to get treatment. What I learned was that the community didn't have a response, first off, right. to any of these things. And the best that community would do would just call an ambulance for you, which, of course, would lead to the police coming. Yeah. And what I would experience was very traumatizing, just the experience of, of getting to even to a hospital when in a mental health crisis. Um they would detain you often, putting you in handcuffs. Sometimes in Virginia, they would even put cuffs on your feet. Wow. Then you would be paraded through the emergency room. Um, and this is depending on the level of crisis that you're in. If you tried to self-harm or threaten to self-harm, you know, in particular, suicidal ideation, suicidal attempts, like they're not always very, you know. Gentle. Gentle if they feel that they're going to commit you. You know, and so they, they, they detain you. And these detainments, if you're, once you get through the emergency room that's uncomfortable and mm. probably doesn't have beds, and you may be on a stretcher in a hallway with everyone looking at you. Yeah, or and, and also someone watching you to make sure. Someone will take your <laughs> shoestrings. Someone will yeah. sit there, a stranger, while you're in a mental health crisis and you're yeah. supposed to sit quietly and wait until eventually you can come and get analyzed, and then they wait again to see if you can get a bed. You might be there 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours, if you haven't already um, tried to escape. You might get beat the fuck up. You might get hurt and harmed if you try to escape because you're uncomfortable, because you're triggered. Um, It's just a real... And then you're black, you know, or like myself, black and queer and gender nonconforming. It's um, it was frightening, but that was that was what it was for me in Virginia, with no insurance or with Medicaid, trying to get help because so often they would tell us, "Well, you get a bed here, and that's you got to come to the emergency room essentially to get a bed. Mm-hmm. You can't just walk into any mental health facility and and just get a bed. You have no. to go through this medical process." And this humiliation. Exactly. And everyone won't be handcuffed, but everyone has to deal with that process of being babysat and watched. And at your lowest moment, just feeling like a piece of meat um, so you can get a quote-unquote bed that you may may not even be in. You might be there 48 hours, 72 hours. You might be there a week, 10 days. But there's a limit. Yeah. And then you're out back wherever you were before you were in the crisis that you were in, possibly um, only having been cramped in with people who um, may have more severe situations than you that you've never even been around before in a closed environment. And so you're dealing with the, 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 the mental health crisis of other people that might also be triggering. Yeah. And um, students... Student, don't forget the student uh, physicians and mental health counselors walking through and observing you like lab rats. Um, having to advocate for yourself and other peers who are not being treated right by staff, who are insensitive and not handling things in a correct manner. 
um, you learn a lot about having to advocate for yourself, which is why I became a peer advocate. Um, doctors misdiagnosing you. Having to take new meds that you've never taken before. Having side effects from the meds. Having side effects from new meds that you've never taken before. Having to So then you have to learn and read about your medications and, and, and get educated about your medications. Like you literally have to learn so much just to be able to take care of yourself. I'm going to say from, from my background and my, um, from, from my, just my background in general, we didn't talk about mental health, you know, at all. It was, you know, if you're sad, take it to Jesus. It wasn't, you know, people that went, you went to the crazy house and it wasn't like an in-between. It was like either take it to Jesus or you got, you get committed to the crazy house. And it was such a big stigma. So there was like years and years of my suffering that i never didn't get the skills to be able to help me navigate because of the shame and the lack of, um, education about mental health. Um, so I, I was really neglected until I was adult and, then get into the system and then figuring out, oh, they're not just going to be out there to help. You actually have to kind of do your own research to get the help for yourself. And, you know, you assume, well, I'm, I'm having a hard time. The health system is there to help you when you're having a hard time. And that's just not so in a lot of the cases. And so navigating this. It's can, just, it can feel very lonely. It could, it could be a very wild. much solo truck. You've got to you've got to experience that and 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 yeah like I didn't nobody nobody was like yeah you know what you're going through a hard time you I can see you going through a hard time at school and in the community and 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 let's try and get you some help no that that no. wasn't offered to me either no. in fact I was criminalized yes. in school I was expelled yes. I was suspended I got detention and then I got my ass beat for it yes you know when I would come home there was no consideration that maybe something is going on yes. with her maybe she's a victim of tra- of not just sexual trauma you know from abuse but the 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 very real PTSD of growing up in the housing projects during the height of the crack era and the height of the new Jim Crow and it was extremely traumatizing for me and and so you know you're thrust into these situations you know, where you just have to navigate it through yourself because no one's trying to help you. Guidance counselors aren't trying to help you. Teachers aren't trying to help you. Um, police most certainly aren't trying to help Mm-mm. you. They're trying to lock you up or beat you or whatever, you know. So that was what it was like for me, you know, as a youth to, through my early adulthood years. I just, I ended up going on my own. And, and it honestly, honestly, my first experience was because I tried to commit suicide. And I've tried to commit suicide several times in my life and have had suicidal ideation since I was 10 my entire life. Yeah. My entire life. Again, victim of, of abuse, serious abuse by more than one perpetrator. So this is something that I had to get the skill sets to be able to deal with those traumas. So eventually, after multiple institutionalizations, after after demanding respect, after having to battle with doctors, after after having to, you know, be put in front of judges while you're in the medical facilities to 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 determine if you're going to stay longer or 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 you know um, 
if you're going to be allowed to be able to leave on your own. Like, you actually have to battle in front of a judge. Like, it's the weirdest thing. The judge will be inside of the medical facility. I've never even, I never knew these things. I I had no idea. No idea. No idea. This is what was going on in Virginia, 757 Hampton Road. So, like, wait. So, you're saying for a medical condition, you had to have a judge, like a criminal like you were, you were again after you're escorted with your handcuffs and stuff, and they're like, "This is for your own protection." There are some people when they're when they when they've been committed, they 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 want to get out. There are some people who've been committed. They're like, "Hey, I need more time." Yeah. So you have to go for the judge for either one of those things, mm. and the judge will decide if they're gonna give you more, you know, time to heal. Or are they going to keep you there to punish you? In a sense, especially yeah. if you're if you feel like you want to leave, you're being triggered, oh, you're not yeah. being treated right. Yeah. It's uncomfortable because it's not a guarantee in these institutions. And I'm talking about private private facilities, and and I've never been to any big public place such as that. But we're talking, you know, or 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 places that are working in conjunction with the with the city. In in Hampton Roads, they're, they're called Community Services Board (CSB), and so you have a series of these. I don't know what you would want to call them, recovery centers, crisis centers, I think, is what they really are. And, you know, they'll take you there to be able to do, really, to me, it's just basic, it's just a way to get out, get get out, get get from off of your job, get get from, from your day-to-day, and just rest your brain for a bit. Because <clears throat> a lot of them are inadequate when it comes to actually giving you any skill sets to deal with this. And then what you get when you're about to get released is just a piece of paper that says, hey, keep up with this and go to this appointment if you miss it. If you miss it, my God, if you you're miss it, loop. <laughs> you are completely out of the loop. And I don't think people understand how nah. devastating yeah. it is that you've been through this horrible traumatic experience. And I'm not saying everyone's, everyone's situation is the same, but I'm telling you what it was like in 757 in Virginia for me. You go through this horrible experience dealing with whatever trauma you're going through and you're in there with a bunch of other traumatic people and you form these mini families while you're there because you're just trying to lean on mm-hmm. each other for humanity and compassion. So you do, you create these yeah. mini families while you're there and you see people suffering and some people want to stay, some people want to leave and then you're, you, sometimes you might even exchange numbers. I'm going to mm-hmm. hit you up when we're mm-hmm. on the outside so we can, you know, keep in contact with each other and stay strong, you know. A lot of people are, are dual diagnosis, so they're also dealing with addictions. Um, and if you lose that paper for whatever, you know, a lot of people didn't even have a place to stay, yeah. which was a huge thing. People were in between job situations. People were in physical pain. Um, um, people were housing insecure. And so they give you like a sheet of resources that really are full, filled up and are really yeah. inadequate, temporary job places, you know, places that are going to fuck you over, temporary shelters that aren't fit for anybody and are dangerous quite and, often for women in films and gender nonconforming, you know, trans and queer folks. And um, don't you lose that paper. No. Nope. And don't you lose that appointment slip because if you do, now you have to go through the process all over again. And you <sighs> cannot, you don't, sometimes that follow-up, isn't even sometimes it's within a week, but sometimes you gotta wait a whole other month yeah. or more. If they have final slot again. Then, then then you think well Eureka, this is it, and guess what? Now you're in a fucking group treatment with a bunch of strangers that you don't fucking know 
again, but you're on the outside because they want you to have some, you know, this is a day program now. And what you really wanted was one-on-one therapy. What you really need is one-on-one therapy. But that's not what you're getting. Now no. you're in a group. You're in a group with a bunch of strangers. And, yeah, you might have been in a group with a bunch of strangers before, but your anticipation was that once I get through this, and all of this exposure and lack of privacy that I have, I can have some private one-on-one conversations mm-hmm. with the therapist to be able to work through some generational trauma. And in Virginia, that is not what we got. They take you right back to a group. Okay? That was the number one scenario. Number two scenario, you did get a one-on-one therapist if you were lucky, if they had some. Because putting you in groups is because they lack therapists. Yeah. So they're trying to, like, Just drive through. Yeah, throw everybody together and dr- right. drive through, treat you. Um, <clears throat> but if you get that one-on-one therapist, now here you are. Here I am. I'm queer. I'm black. I'm poor. I'm, I'm, I'm living in volatile situations of violence in my community. I've experienced generational violence and trauma. Um... I'm a teacher, and I get paid nothing to sustain myself and and, and my family. Um, Depending on what time I was there, I'm a Muslim, so I'm a minority, and I'm targeted by the government. I'm a political, you know, organizer, so I'm being watched and targeted again by the government and by the police. Like, all of these things are going on, right? And you get this one-on-one white, rich heterosexual cis man who doesn't understand a fucking thing that I'm talking about. And that's supposed to be my therapist. Thanks. You know, so these are, I'm just throwing out a scenario of like how incredibly frustrating it can be when you, one, if you don't know where to go, but then if you do, and out of desperation, you end up in the hospital and you go through this process, the process can be so incredibly unsatisfying. Yeah. The medications were so incredibly un- un- unhelpful that they p- put me on. I had um, a situation that I attempted with some medication that was in, and the medication they gave me, suicidal ideation, was one of the side effects. So y'all giving a person that is... Already experiencing suicidal ideation. (laughs) Yes, you give her those pills. And so um, taking those pills, you know, to leave, um, end up in the hospital and everything. But once I came out the hospital and had my appointment with my therapist, you know, they prescribed me the same pills that I attempted suicide with. So incredibly reckless. And it shocked me. It was like, oh, wait, you're giving me the same pills that I took to, you know, like two weeks ago. To harm myself. To harm myself. And so you're going to give me the same. And and that's when I knew, okay, you're going to have to do the work, ma'am. You're going to have to do the work. You've got to be a peer (laughs) advocate. You've got to learn through groups like NAMI, which is probably the biggest one that I can think of community-wise that teaches you pure advocacy to stand up for yourself and for others for your HIPAA rights because you do still have rights. Um, Having mental illness, having mood disorders, having disabilities does not mean that all of a sudden your rights are tossed out and that you need someone to speak for you. You can speak for yourself and for your peers and stand up, you know, for your freaking rights because those are your fucking rights. And um, 
so one of your biggest things you're going to have to do most definitely is stand up for your 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 rights of medication and that's mm-hmm. that can mean many things one is educating yourself if you are going to take them and cuz that's a choice and it should be an educated choice um what you take how you take it when you take it um because there are different types of medications, there are different mm-hmm. types of herbs, there are different types of, you know, you know, treatments. But once you make that decision for yourself of the type of medical therapy that you're going to receive, look up those side effects, you know? Yeah, no, it's important. Look up those side effects because it is serious. I was so shocked. I was so shocked. I was having all kinds of reactions before even the attempt. I was moments where I was getting up and walking and talking and having conversations and not even know, but, and, and family and friends, you know, that was early 2000, you know, like, yeah, you had this whole conversation. We talked and I would not even remember, you know, the medicine just, there are periods that you think you're awake and you're not, and you're, you know, people are driving taking this medicine thinking they're awake and we're, we're not awake, they were asleep. So. Or it can mix, it, 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 to not be mixed with other medications. Yeah. Some medications can't be taken, like you might be taking high blood pressure meds or, you know, something for, you know, a different illness or ailment you may mm-hmm. have and then you take the, the, these, you know, psychotropic drugs and, you know, and they clash. Yeah. I've seen people have seizures you know, I've seen people, like you say, have increased suicidal ideation, um, la- loss of appetite, mm-hmm. nightmares, mm-hmm. Um, um, confusion and thought. Um, there are physical tics that you might have if you take long-term uh, medication. And so if you are on specific drugs, they might test your hand-eye coordination to see if you're beginning to develop these physical tics. Um, there, back in the day, I used to want to treat myself with cannabis, THC, CBD, because I did my own research. It was criminalized, though, in Virginia. So whenever I would go in to get tested and they would find THC in my system, you know, it ended up being a dual diagnosis that I was addicted to cannabis, Mm -hmm. which was absolutely ridiculous because I was using the cannabis to actually treat myself. I wasn't, you know, and cannabis is a herb. It's a medicine. It's a healing, just like whatever crap they crush up in these pills, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, it comes from herbs, you know, unless it's some synthetic med- medication. But, you know, the way they criminalize cannabis, that was a big part of what made me sad and and what made me become a, a cannabis advocate because I saw how it helped people with their, you know, m- mood disorders. Yeah. And It's been a miracle for me. I'm gonna say the last twelve years. Yeah, cannabis yeah. is amazing. It, I mean, it, it, the side effects from the medicine, and I'm, I'm, and I'm speaking for myself, so I'm not telling anyone. I'm not giving anyone any doctor advice. Um, That's but, not what this is for. This is actually <laughs> what, what we're doing is we're talking about the experiences that we yeah, have had, yeah. dealing with depression, dealing with anxiety, and 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 how we navigated through that without any help. From, from anyone, having yeah. to self-teach and yeah. having to self, you know, um, uh, learn basically 
side effects and, mm. and rights and HIPAA rights. I didn't even know anything about all of those things um, and, you know, until I started educating myself. Um, but with the cannabis, if you test it positive and you were considered a dual diagnosis of whatever your mental illness is and cannabis addiction, um, I might be. one time they sent me to a dual diagnosis like treatment center. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but hold up. I had never been to a treatment center like that. Like, the food was immaculate. Mm. The The therapists were the most incredible. Ooh. And it was the first time I ever received acupuncture, light therapy. We Damn. did, like, a regressive therapy treatment. I've never had so many different treatments in my life. Wow. That never happened at any of the CSB facilities or any of the, 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 the private facilities that were contracted by the city and the state. Never happened. It did at this dual diagnosis, like, for drugs and mental illness center. And it was because I had Medicaid, and there was an opening at the time, and they just happened to do that. It was like, well, since you smoke weed, we'll just put you here. That's mm-hmm. fine. Um, <clears throat> while I was in there, though, I was seeing the beginnings of the opioid crisis. And a lot mm-hmm. of people were in there because they were in pain, and they had been given opioid prescriptions by their doctors and be- had become addicts. Yeah. As a result of it. And there was no there was no um backlash against these doctors. You know, everyone is seen as if they're weak and there's something wrong with them and this is why you're using cannabis and this is why you're on these pills and people are trying to treat their physical or mental pain. And it, and it just wasn't viewed that way. Everything was criminalized. Everything was about punishment. So many people were homeless and unhoused because of, of mental illness, people in prison because of mental illness. And, and instead of treating people and creating more beds and creating more hospitals and creating more, you know, help, it's just more stigma. It's more punishment. It's more, you know, isolation. It's more, I'm not crazy. I don't know about you. You know, it's just... Mm-hmm. The way this society is set up, everything is about punishment or money. And it's not about healing. It's not about helping. It's not about any of that. So when we're talking about, I'm giving my experience, you're giving your experience, but many people have gone through these experiences, especially people in the movement. Mm-hmm. And so we come out of all of the trauma of trying to get hospitalization, trying to find a therapist that we can relate to, that has some type of cultural background that that, that will not look at us as this poor nigga. What's wrong with you? This dyke, this this weak, whatever, you know. Pull yourself by the bootstrap. Why can't you just, you know, we don't, that's not helpful. And so then you start to see a lack of help for mental health. People really lashing out on each other and attacking each other and there not being a community response. You know, people say things like, well, this person has harmed me and hurt people hurt people. And then people say, well, that's not, that's not good enough. But, but what, what's the solution then, y'all? What is the solution? We're saying we, we, <clears throat> we're advocates, we're teachers, we're artists, we're organizers, we're, we're healers. That doesn't mean that we don't have generational trauma. That doesn't right. mean that we don't have childhood trauma. And that's, that doesn't mean that the conditions that we're living in right now, where people have, have lost their jobs, where people's homes are, you know, being threatened to be foreclosed on, and 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 we see these politicians have the most... Hmm. I mean, I have never seen mm. such cruelty. Yeah. 
debating whether or not they're going to help people out in the middle of a freaking pandemic, a crisis. People, people have to deal with all of that, and then now parents have to become teachers. Yeah. And teachers have to figure out how to teach online. Yeah. Large groups of children. Hmm. Um, people have to go out and figure out how they're going to work without being attacked by someone for telling them to put their mask on so that we don't die and be hooked up to these machines and our last views of our loved ones isn't on a fucking iPad. Yeah. Our last views of our loved ones shouldn't be on a fucking iPad. Because that's where we are right now. And we're talking about let's wage a revolution but we're dealing with emotional trauma and mental trauma and we're dealing with a horrible a reality right now and the community response right now is just survival let's just let's let's do some mutual aid let's get some food let's push let's, it. let's push. get some let's get some clothing but we need those we need that other aspect of mutual aid that keeps getting left out is that we need mental and physical clinics. Yeah. Mental health and physical health clinics. And that is an aspect. Medical mutual aid is such a big part of the revolution that we forget about. A lot of people are sick, y'all. Yeah. A lot of people are physically ill. And, and you look at the people who are dying from COVID. It's us. Black, brown, indigenous people who are out there bent over all day long, taking care of other people, getting shitty pay, and dying. There are so many Latinos and Hispanics that are dying right now. There there are so many indigenous people dying right now. There are so many black people dying right now because they're out there, essential workers, frontline workers, low-paid workers, the heart of this country, right? Their bodies are aching. Mm. They got they got diabetes, high blood pressure. They're on the borderline of strokes and heart attacks, or might have already had them. Right. We're we're on the cusp of of cancers. We can't even go right now to get treated for those nope. things. Many <laughs> of us. No. And then there's this pandemic too. Right. You're too scared to even get something checked out. Something's hurting you, and it's just like, oh, I don't want to go to the hospital at all. And then I can't afford to. And then we're dealing with the crisis of white supremacy and what that does to our physical and our mental health when we can't even go to the medical facilities and be treated as human beings. We're treated other. We're treated as others because we're black. We're treated as others because we might speak Spanish, or patois, something with an accent. Not if we have a European accent, though. We're not probably not treated bad, you know. But that's neither here nor there. Um, Is it, sir? You know, the, 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 the illness of white supremacy and what that is doing to, to our bodies, how that affects our health, how these doctors don't even believe that we deserve pain meds. Because they don't, they don't believe that we feel pain. They don't believe like, it. Like, that is still just... They call it implicit bias, but I call it just white supremacy. Yeah, it's good old-fashioned. Old fashioned. Yeah. And then it, the other spectrum is just capitalism. Just everything is about money. You can't even afford the medications. Mm-mm. You might not be able to get it for, you know, prescribed with the, with the, with the uh, insurance that you have. Yep. 
So white supremacy that. and capitalism mixed in with our need for for mental health and, and, and physical health care. And then a government that don't want to fund anything for anything. Mm-mm. What a volatile time we live in right now. What a volatile time. And so, so many of my comrades are dealing with serious depression mm-hmm. and serious anxiety and serious post-traumatic stress. And we're talking long-term post-traumatic stress. We're, you know, one of the things I realized, I'm not just dealing with childhood trauma. I'm dealing with adult trauma. I'm dealing mm-hmm. with the, 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 the mental illness of these bills and, and worrying about these cops every time I fucking go out the door. And wearing are, are the, the deputized white people with their, with their whiteness that is used as a terrorist weapon. Weaponized whiteness. Is that going to be used against me? Right. Is it going to be used against my children? Am I going to be out and get a call about my children and what they've had to experience? You know, like, what a time. What a time to rage to wage revolution. But if we're going to wage revolution, we've got to address the, the, our health. And it's not just about, uh, just take a bath, girl. Mm-mm. Just take a bath. Just get you a bath bomb and some incense. We're, we're talking way deeper stuff than that. We're, we're talking trauma. Yeah. We're talking everyday trauma. We're talking historical and generational trauma. And you, you just can't bath bomb and incense and shea butter that out. We're, we're talking how many people don't even want to acknowledge mental illness because this country is full of stigma while everyone's walking around harming each other because of trauma. Yeah. Such a sense of denial. The way people denial the mental health illnesses that we have here, and, and of course it shouldn't shock me that they're denying that there's a physical virus that can kill you. They don't yeah. want to acknowledge mental illness. Right. <laughs> it's something to be scoffed at, to be made fun mm-hmm. of. It's a punchline. You know, it isn't taken seriously. But when I've been watching the news lately, what have we been seeing on the news lately? Uh, like, I with mean, these I families, just read, you know, just reading. Mother just her took her and her child to the parking lot, and it was a murder suicide because they're tired. I'm seeing so many just just families we, wiping each other out. Yeah, it, we know that's going to happen. They know that this is going to happen. They predicted it would yeah, happen. Yeah, so it's they not even like oh we don't happen. know. Oh oh, I'm so shocked that this happened. <clears throat> Excuse me, but yeah, you know this is going to happen. We are physical beings. We, you know, the connections and things. You're taking that away, but you're also not supporting. So you, you just, it's just like a wham after wham after wham. And yeah, people are gonna break. We're we're gonna close down <laughs> your businesses. We're not gonna give you any funding yeah. as a result of it. You can't, and you can't be around your families. No. It, you, and if you are around your family, it has to be like I had to tell my child who moved. You were with me. Yeah. I had to tell them goodbye. And I was so scared to hug them. We did it real quick, but I didn't get to kiss that sweet face. No. You know, that's my baby. And I didn't get to do that. I didn't get to celebrate with my oldest child their birthday. I got to celebrate with my youngest. I didn't get to to, to celebrate with my oldest because by then the, 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 the pandemic was on and popping. Yeah. My babies are in South Carolina. So, like, I don't know when I'll, you know, be able to see them safely. Like, I don't know if it'll be, you know... A year or two from now, or, you know, I have no idea. I don't know when I'll be able to hug and kiss my babies. They're, you know, they're big babies. But 
But they are babies. But they're my babies. And so, like, that mentally, it wears on, you know, everyone. Like, that, you know. Mentally, when I walk down the street and you don't have your mask on, what oh. that does to me mentally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Being at work and, and ha- you know, again, having to even tell a person that, again, you don't know. Is, is this the last straw for this person and me saying something? Are you going to snap off? Yeah. Don't yeah, you, because of mental illness. Yeah. <laughs> because of all of this, because of all of it, the history of the white supremacy, the history of of inadequate medical, the the the, the pandemic, the the withholding of funds, the 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 balkanization of the United States as it turns into these different we might as well say we have a Confederate States of America and a union and then there's the radical factions in between that. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, Autonomous zones at this point uh, of of disconnected people who culturally different, different backgrounds, different understandings and and just inadequate. Yeah. Inadequate. And we're trying to have this revolution. It's like we're running on broken legs or legs with shin splints and they're just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. The fractures, the cracks, they're breaking. We get into activist circles. They're not safe quite often because organizers and activists haven't dealt with their trauma. And when you're out in that battlefield every day, you've seen it. You're getting re-traumatized, comrades. Yeah. yeah. You're getting re-traumatized when you're out in that street for the whole summer. Yeah. Getting tear gassed and yeah. billy clubbed and and getting gaslit by the media and all of those you know who. Just sit back and frown up and aren't helping. You're getting gaslit. Yeah. You're burning down our only things that we got. Well, look at y'all. Yeah. Looters. You're animals. You're this. You're that. Like. And you know in your heart what you're doing for. You know, it's painful. All you want is a better life for yeah. people. It's people feeding people, and the police are beating us for feeding people. Trump weaponized soup. Damn. It's, it's just so pitch. It's soup for my family. It's just soup. They say it with a with a like it's not a big deal. Like you remember when he was all yeah, saying I, that stupid that shit. Did happen, he huh? did that. That happened. That was the thing. Oh. This fool weaponized soup. Yeah. But he weaponized it because he knows that we're doing mutual aid. Yeah. He knows that we're feeding people. He knows that we're trying to get people off the streets and, and, and into housing and shelters and hotels and whatever. Give them at least a tent, a sleeping bag. We're trying to do what hasn't been done. We're trying to create what hasn't been created. Yeah. What our ancestors tried to create, what our elders tried to create, what our contemporaries tried to create, but we're beaten and arrested and harmed as a result. So there's constant trauma. We're dealing with chronic trauma, long-going, ongoing, hasn't stopped, hasn't ceased trauma. And it causes serious repercussions. People can't trust each other. Mm-hmm. People act sporadic and weird. I can't tell you some of the, the odd things I've seen at protests. You have to keep your eyes out. Sometimes you think, oh, that person is a provocateur. But honestly, some people just are mentally ill. Yeah. Some of the people with the biggest hearts, the most giving people you will find in this movement, in the revolution, they got mental illness. There were things going on with the Huey P. Newton. 
Mm-hmm. Beyond, uh, you know, there were actions that he did that were horrific. But Huey had addiction. Yeah. Huey was addicted for a long time. And was that self-medicating? Was that mental illness? You know, it's it's usually that's what the doctors will always tell you. Well, you're just self-medicating. That's what your addiction is. You're just self-medicating. It's mental illness. It's emotional stress. It's, it's this, that, and, you know, the other. I, I talk about Huey because, you know, people always quote Huey. People always quote the Panthers. But, you know, that man was addicted and died addicted, you know. I think about Marion Barry, well into his senior's age, still was addicted to cocaine. I think about his son who died addicted. I think about a whole lot of people that have passed away addicted who were really just trying to self-medicate and had issues and and the stigma, the stigma that that falls upon it, the stigma of being an addict, the stigma of having mental illness is just like a a no-win situation sometimes that people feel. Um, And that's just, you know, this is anecdotals from circles that I've been in and involved in, just hearing what people say. Like, they feel like there's no way to win. There's no way to win economically. There's no way to win medically. The treatments aren't working, they say. The pills aren't working, they say. The doctor doesn't understand me. And quite often, it's true. The pills aren't working that you might be prescribed. And you might have to go through a series of multiple different types of pills. The doctor might not relate to you, so you don't feel comfortable. You can't share. You have no way to get there. Right. <laughs> Trying to get there. Transportation, taking time off. You got to take off time for work. You you might have to get a, a babysitter. A babysitter, like... What you need the babysitter? And you may not even want to say, because I'm trying to go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> you got to make a wish. I No, I'm not watching it this time. I'm watching, you know, you know, all of those things. The times that I couldn't get out of bed to to wash my ass, to brush my teeth, to cook a plate of food, to do anything. The way I isolated myself during this pandemic, the way I'm trying to still isolate but still be social at the same time, and I'm t- I had to take baby steps. But I cocoon myself to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's necessary. You know? But it can become a, a big thing when you can't get out of bed, mm-hmm. when you can't cook food, when you can't clean your house. And this is when the mutual aid should come in where, you know, if we had groups that were checking on comrades and be able to come in and clean their house, be able to come in and cook some food for them. Can you imagine what that would do? Oh, man. To be able to watch the kids for a bit so you can have a yeah. kid-free bit of time to just shit you might just cry for three hours yeah while while they you know doing activities with the children you might just want to scream and cry yeah without people being all around you. are you okay no i just want to scream and, and let, it, let people cry and let them scream yeah it's not you know sometimes it just needs to be released and sometimes we don't a lot of the times we don't have the permission to release the you know that energy it's like no you gotta bring it down 
It's going to be okay. You got to dry it up. Strong and in control no, all the time. Well, we like don't. We're it. not all strong. We're not all in control. A lot of us are vulnerable. We were vulnerable before. We're vulnerable as fuck right now. And black, brown, indigenous people, queer and trans folks, gender nonconforming folks, you know, women and other marginalized genders, we're under attack constantly and gaslit constantly. And God damn it, I want to cry. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I want to scream and sometimes I want to fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to make my decisions, though, about this movement, about this revolution and how we move forward from a place of where I have some type of stability emotionally so that I'm not making irrational decisions. Right. And it would be nice if we could think of mutual aid in that aspect of, okay, okay, let's really radically take care of each other because we we throw out these phrases, and I see your memes, y'all. I see them. I bet no one will repost this. If you can get 20 friends to repost this, y'all, that shit don't mean nothing. These fucking memes, they cute. Check on your strong friends. That's a nice meme, but you, you know... You're, t- you're telling people to check on their strong friends. You know why some of these strong friends don't get checked on? Because the people who got to do the checking need to be checked on. Because we're all fucking dealing with shit. We're all fucking dealing with depression, anxiety, bipolar, schizophrenia, all kinds of things. Mood disorders, mood disorders, generational trauma, unhealed shit. And if we actually really were serious about the revolution, that would be a high fucking priority that we are Going physically, groups of us, helping people check out sometimes emotionally. Like, I know you need a, you, you just need a break, don't you, comrade? I know you do. Mm-hmm. I know, bruh. Let it out. Brothers, mm-hmm. brothers, brothers, sometimes brothers want to have brother circles. Let the brothers have brother circles. Right. Let them talk. Let them have emotions. Like, some of you... Talk about toxic masculinity and you won't even let men fucking put a flower in their hair. You are the toxicity. He got that pink shirt on. What you mean? Brother can't cry. (laughs) Brother can't be emotional. Brother just got to be a fucking statuesque thing all the time. And then you wonder why there's such a high rate of, 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 you know, young black men and young indigenous men, you know, committing suicide. Not allowed to be a whole human. Not allowed to be a whole fucking human being to experience emotions. There is no, I'm always masculine. There's no, I'm always feminine. And Mm-mm. and these things are created categories that we've created to, to explain phenomenon and emotions and gestures and colors and, and, and vibes. You can't really label vibes. It's made up. It's, it's all made up. So. They're just vibes, yo. Yeah. I'm a tomboy. Have been my whole life. I like to wear fucking what you call masculine shit. And what the fuck does that mean? Still got pregnant and popped out two babies and and breastfed. And so what? And so what? And sometimes I'm the weepiest, criest, cleaning up on my girl. She just precious. Boo loving. Like, it's a vibe. Like, I'm not, I don't feel that I have to be in some rigid performance. Yeah, nah. And it's a performance, and it's and it's it's not authentic, and it's it can be seen. And often in this movement, we always want to project strength. Yeah, a leader should be this. A leader should be that. A revolutionary should be that. Some of you revolutionaries are horrible to each other. You talk to each other any kind of way, and it's because you're not dealing with your own trauma. You can't take accountability for your actions. 
You don't want to hold your comrades accountable. We, we've got to change it. I just see so much trauma in my communities and no outlet for it. It's yeah. not enough beds in this fucking country of the United States of America for all the trauma that people have. We need the clinics back. The free clinics got to come back. Yeah. Whether we do it like the young lords and just take spaces, baby, take them. And all you people who have all this money and you want to feel like benevolent um, social entrepreneurs, let's get some of these clinics back. Let's have some mental health facilities, community mental health facilities and, and, and physical clinics because that, that all goes together. And let's get some resources while we're feeding people and, and paying for people to get houses and start farms and do all these things. Let's start taking care of each other's mental health. Let's get these courses and classes so people can know physical first aid, mental health first aid, mm-hmm. peer advocacy, um, you know, teachings, counselor courses and classes. Maybe some people are just a few credits away from their counselor, you know, certification. Let's start doing that. Imagine if we started funding people to get, you know, their counseling and so on, uh, uh, credits, their therapist credits. Yeah. You know, some people are just on the cusp of, of, of having, you know, their certifications. Yeah, definitely having that resource and, and yeah, you know, coordinating it together, I mean. And I mean specifically target target this for black, mm-hmm. brown, indigenous people, queer, trans, gender nonconforming, marginalized genders, you know, people who come from, 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 Rural areas who can understand rural people, people mm-hmm. who come from urban areas who can understand, you know, people who grew up in the urban city and what that's like, people who understand our cultural backgrounds. That's the type of mutual aid that I want to see in the society that we're living in. And I don't see how we're going to have a real revolution until we do that. Yeah. And I don't see how these revolutionary groups think they're truly revolutionary if you're not checking in on the mental health of your comrades. If you're just doing political education and, 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 and tasks and we're just out here in these battleground streets and there is no follow-up healing, whether that's herbs, acupuncture, Reiki, Tai Chi, again, cooking and cleaning and taking care, care of each other, whether that's twerking, yeah. And fuck you anti-black establishments that don't want black women and films and queer folks and trans folks just and brothers and everybody just to get together and be able to twerk, dance, and be ourselves, be black, be brown, be loud if we want to, to experience joy. Here we are under attack and people are trying to regulate behavior, you know, but still want our, our black ass money, our <laughs> yes, brown ass money. Like y'all are wilding out there. Yeah. This is what we were talking about, about intentional communities. So, so okay, we revolutionaries, and then we should be creating our intentional communities right now, and all of our intentional communities should be centering mental health. There, is no, there will be no revolution, comrades, if we keep backstabbing each other, raping each other, beating each other, cheating each other, if we're narcissists. If we, I just do it and yell and scream like that because that's what I learned. Well, you you learned generational trauma and you're passing it down. It gets passed down in our communities. It gets passed down in these revolutionary organizations and there is no accountability. 
So I, I just want to see the movement start focusing on that and taking that just as serious. Yeah. It's so serious. It's a lot of pretending going on. Yeah. Like everyone's got it together and you're falling the fuck apart. And it's okay. It's okay to admit that you need some help. But when people admit they need some help and there's no help, oh my God, that's a devastating feeling. Yeah. So we've got to get to that part where we can get to the part where when we admit that we need that help, that we actually have help. Care circles. Talk circles. Care circles. Community clinics. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It'd be so dope. You know what I'm saying? So needed. So much needed. It's needed. We're talking about changing this world. We're not talking about recreating... You know, it's nice to quote what the ancestors did, you know. It's also dope to create new realities. And and some of this ancestors did. Yeah. You know, ancestors would take care of each other after people had babies. She didn't had a breakdown. See, black people didn't have mental health uh, uh, classifications back in the mm-hmm. day. It was just a breakdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go over there and take care of some things because such and such didn't had a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Or what they would call a nervous breakdown. Yeah, her nerves is bad. Her nerves is bad. She need that for her nerves. Take a little bit of that for her nerves. My nerves is bad. I mean, my nerves been bad. Mm mm. But you know what? You know what I like about us? What's that? We look out for each other. We do. And we look out for each other's. We're observant about each other's body language and things that we say to understand. And, and to have boundaries and ask, hey, you need a little assistance with that or you need some space? Yeah. And we've got to normalize that, y'all. Yeah. With your friends, with your partners, with your comrades. Observe them. Don't just be oh, so damn rigid and intellectual. Yeah. yeah, no. Where's the spirituality in it? And I'm not just talking about praying. I'm talking about the, the spiritual way that we relate to each other yeah. to connect, to see, hey, my friend ain't feeling good. Yeah. Your friend might need a plate of food. Your friend might need a nap. Your friend might need to cry. You and your friend might need to eat whipped cream out the fucking can and dance to all your favorite songs. Mm-hmm. 90s hit. You might need to watch some good movies. Your friend might just need to be alone. I mean, it's all kinds of things. Your friend might not want to be alone and doesn't need to be alone tonight. It's all kinds of things that we can radically do to check in on each other that's not just a superficial thing. I'm sending you good vibes. Yeah. Girl. Good vibes your way. What I, what I need you to do is come get this, this Get fucking... this motherfucking naked two-year-old from, from, <laughs> from out my sink. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need. I don't need no vibes. I don't need no fucking vibes, girl. You see my house. I'm about to lose it. Help no. me. <laughs> you know, I, I could keep it real. I'd be like... Help me, KLC. Like, oh, help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. Oh, my God, my clothes need to be washed. My God. Help me, please. Be dead ass, though. Like, be dead ass, not playing serious about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, we can laugh about it because we know how to be honest. Like, hey, this is not a good day. We'll be yeah. like, this ain't a good day today. It's not a good what day. What you feeling like? What you feeling like? What you need? <laughs> what, you what you know? What you want? You know? It, yeah. And, and it, I would like to see more of that, you yeah. know. Um, 
change might just be block by block, organization by organization, piecemeal changes. But ripples can make waves. Yes, sir. And, and waves can become tidal waves. Come on now. You know, so don't just get so bent into ideological understandings and 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 and, and memorizing what someone else did and someone else's experience. Because one thing that I've learned from studying all these autobiographies and memoirs of these revolutionaries, at one point or another, they would admit that they had addictions or serious mental illness as a result of their work. From the infamous Stokely Carmichael at the time, breakdown that he had, and it just it's so many different people have, have gone, publicly had breakdowns, what they used to call it back in the day. Mental health crises addiction, alcoholism, trying to cope. Yeah. And so when you quote all these elders and ancestors and leave that part out, you do a great disservice. Yeah. And it doesn't belittle them. No. That's to admit story. that they were human because the body reacts to stimuli and the body reacts, the brain reacts a certain way to trauma. There is a response that the body has. And you can take classes on this. I took trauma-informed classes and was, you know, about to join boards of trauma-informed groups because it's real. Mm -hmm. And you've got to, you know, I didn't know a lot of things about the brain or how how chemicals work until I began to go to, when I was in college, actually, taking, you know, all kinds of courses you have to take to become a teacher, which is why it boggles my mind when teachers don't know how to relate to these children. But we understand brain chemistry. We're taught, and we're taught psychology. We're taught psychology, you know, we're taught sociology, sociology of the family, child psychology. These are different courses that we had to learn, you know, and and we learned how children learn and how their brains develop and mm-hmm. how the, the brain develops into adult brains. And we learned how trauma, you know, affects the brain and, and actually will stunt the physical growth as well as your mental and cognitive growth. And, and these are things that we can study, too, other than just such a soul was a bad motherfucker. They didn't take no shit from the pigs. <laughs> yeah, they might not have. And then they might have went home and beat the shit out of their partners. Like... True story. We're not cartoon characters, y'all. In the process of being revolutionaries, we should be full, responsible beings to look at the whole everything. That means our environment, you know, the, the, the ecology of it, what we're living in, all of that affects us too, the pollution, all of that, you know. So... Let's step it up is, 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 is what I'm trying to say. Let's step it up to have this mental health mutual aid, this full community watch of each other and check on each other and really rebuild these villages. Yeah. I really so, as we're getting close to the conclusion, long story short is I really, 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 you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> I really want to get Maroon House back. Yeah. Because one of the things that we did in Maroon House was we had a lot of different health and therapy sessions up in there. so beautiful. Because how are you going to have a village and you're not focusing on that? How are you going to have an intentional community and you're not focusing on that? There's no way. We had had people get shot in front of our our space. A brother died. A young brother died. And, and... the community put a shrine there, and the community would come out and mourn, and 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 I would hug and hold people, and 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 talk to people, 
you know, some of them was the goons of the community. And, you know, they were allowed to be vulnerable. And I, mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful thing to see these big, strong brothers and these thugged-out sisters know that they could come in front of that house. Right. <laughs> Shit. Not only could you come in front of that house and and, 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 and cry and be thugged out, you can come up in that joint light to a blunt, some, too, yeah, if you need to. Afterwards, well, let's, let's reminisce about this young brother that's gone. Yeah. And let's talk about how we can make the community better. Like, yeah. like how, you, how you kick it with the community, how you relate to them. You know, are you talking over them? Are you talking at them? See, they knew that they could come to that space, and we was just real people. We we weren't going to shame people and make them feel bad for being vulnerable or for not knowing things. If they don't know, teach them. Give them the information. But their needs got to be met because can't nobody hear shit when they full of pain, when they hungry, when they don't have clothes. That's why we're always harping about mutual aid and intentional communities because you can do that. Yeah. And so your your organizations need to all be creating spaces and, and, and community and extending it into clinics and farms and villages and apartments and co-ops and all of that. Some people call that dual power. Some people say that survival pending revolution. I think this is the work of the revolution. Before the revolution. <laughs> you know? So I really want to get this maroon house back. We're thinking about ways that we can do it, even if I have to do the dreaded nonprofit approach. But if it gets our house back, and it, and and if we could do it the way we want to do it, and and and, and we're not going to become a part of the, the nonprofit industrial complex because that's not our vibe. We're, we're we're grassroots. But if it's a way that we could get funding that it could be written off and so on and so forth, and it's not you know not going to be an issue, uh, th- that might be what we have to do so that we can get the space back, so that we can model what an intentional community, a revolutionary intentional community can look like. And there are others. I'm not saying we're the only ones, but I can only speak about what I do and what my comrade right here does and the comrades who volunteer and build with us do. So, yeah, we might be looking into that real soon, getting Maroon House back open. And... Recruiting yeah. some folks to to assist with Maroon Movement and Food Clothing Resistance Collective. We shut down recruiting for a good little while just so that we could heal and do some things. But it's time. Yep. I'm ready. So am I. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we don't really know. Again, we say this every time, day to day, what's going to happen. So this is how we prepare for the here and the now. It's just providing space, love, compassion, meals, clothing. From a distance. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know the words, but it felt right. And something, something, something. She used to sing that song. She sung that. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, We're socially distanced, but we can still do this. Yeah. We, 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 figure it out. I mean, we got to figure it out. We got to figure out ways of... Because um... Melted Face still fighting. Girl. He's still fighting the, 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 the stimulus. 
Yes. Pelosi's like, I don't care. We got Biden in and like a vaccine's coming. So like, you guys don't really need a STEMI, do you? You don't need a STEMI. You really need a STEMI? No, I'm fine sleeping in my car. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You know this... what? Matter of fact, you want you guys go on another vacation and um go take a break. We'll just eat this community gruel. <laughs> More gruel style. Yes. This Pelosi brand of gruel is yum yum. Oh, it's got a little kinty cloth in it. <laughs> kinty cloth. Oh, you funny for that one. <laughs> Yeah, that about happened. that. <laughs> that happened. Twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty is wild. We closing out in December. <laughs> it is what it is. We yeah. still got this this Baltimore mutual aid and emergency relief. We wanna we wanna shout out y'all. Oh, y'all have been so fantastic. Yes, yes, blessings. Shout out to all the comrades who are boosting it, who are sharing it. Y'all so dope. You really are. And I will say in particular, you Twitter peeps, y'all really be holding it down, down. I got to get more up on IG. Facebook's kind of, well, let's face it. (laughs) Yeah, Facebook is, it's okay. It's no, it's not actually. They they really messed up Facebook from the algorithms on. Yeah. So we might do most of our stuff on Twitter and, and IG and get this blog popping. But I really appreciate everybody. Um, Much we're gonna, love. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have KLC doing her crochet thing. We're gonna crochet gloves and hats and stuff. What yeah. up? You gonna do scarves too? Yeah. Um. There's like this 500 hat thing I'm doing with the. Uh, Another local yarn shop. Wow. We're just making hats for the children, school age children. So those who like to crochet, Lovely Yarns is taking donations here in Baltimore. Here in Baltimore. So get those little hooks out. And what's the name of the place again? It's Lovely Yarns okay. in Baltimore. Yeah. And yeah, they're they're receiving donations um, for crochet or knitted hats for school age children. So you definitely can go onto their website and um, work. And some and, of the funds that y'all are sending us, we we'll we'll, we'll be buying yarns yarn. to get these hats and stuff. Um, yeah. But we're also gonna be looking into bulk items of bulk hats, bulk you know um, toiletries, bulk masks, and like honestly, seriously, please hit us up at maroonmovement at gmail dot com or marooncast seven five seven at gmail dot com if you want to donate. Masks, gloves, hand sanitizer, hats, um, scarves, coats, please brand new. Now, I know we, we always used to take a lot of gently used items right now for safety purposes. Please, if you donate hats, gloves, any of those things to us, uh, coats, please let them be brand new because we don't have the capacity right now. We don't have the maroon house, and we can't just have a whole, you know, a couple yeah. comrades just washing stuff up and, and whatever in our own washer dryer space. We don't we don't have the same setup right now to be able to do that. So we would have to take, you know, for 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 sanitation purposes, new coats and things like this. Um, but they're going to get into the arms of the people who need it. Yeah. And, and, and um, you know, if you want to donate, please hit us up. You can always hit us up on IG. You can always hit us up on Twitter. And I'm on Facebook, similarly, and you can hit me up. Um, if you want to be involved, if you want to help out, if you want to donate, you know, we still got our cash app. 
Venmo, PayPal, same stuff. You check out our, our, our uh, social media links. Um, you can hit us up on there and, and make a donation. Um, this is an ongoing thing. Uh, this mutual aid work will not stop. It, it is essential. Yeah. It is serious. It really is. It's not some feel-good charity. Like, we're watching our people suffer, and we're not for that shit. We're watching our people be oppressed and neglected, and we're not for it. We're not, a, we're not for them being physically oppressed and neglected, and we're not for them being mentally oppressed and neglected. And so our goal is to ring the alarm and try to see what we could do and gather the troops. Yeah. And that's real revolution. That's, that's revolution that's right there. That's where Radical love. What y'all know about that radical love? Mm. We always trying to be radically tough, but what y'all know about that real radical love? Yeah. And really holding people down. That is radical. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about people in your group and organization. It ain't just about that. We should be holding each other down, period. Mm-hmm. I felt that spit. You felt that spit? I did. Did that go through the pot filter? Yeah, that's how I know it's real. Word. That's how I know it's real. <laughs> I love you, fam. Um, <laughs> you're keeping it real, spitting facts, yo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what it is. Um, we were being honest, upfront. We've had mental health struggles. A lot of our comrades have had mental health struggles. We see you. We feel you. Let's pull together and start doing stuff about it. Let's, let's, let's start taking care of each other's needs. And let's start radically loving each other, y'all. That ain't weak. That's strong as hell in a world mm-hmm. full of hate. It's strong. It takes strength. That's our natural state of being is love. Word is bond. So with that being said, you know what I always say? I don't know what the next episode going to be. <laughs> you going to get it when you get it. And you going to get it when you get it. No, actually, I wanted to say on this, y'all, like, eh, our output has been sporadic. Our reception has been immaculate, though. Y'all really like Marooncast. And so I realized that I can't just be half-stepping on this, even if I'm dealing with mental health and stress and just angry, at, you know, at this society just falling apart. <laughs> um our safety our safety nets that is i don't care if this country falls apart because my goal is to destroy the empire anyway i'm not i'm not the one i don't i don't give a damn i'm not obama i'm not talking about don't defund the police i'm talking about when we're going to abolish all of this shit um my my goal is to model it right now though what it should look like what it could look like what it can look like um but yeah um we're going to try to get this show out every friday that's going to be the goal Okay? You hear me saying that, right, Kelsey? Mm-hmm. Don't look at me like that. I mean it. Uh, okay. So we're going to try to do this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and as I'm saying it, I'm like, whoo, did I just Ooh, say that? Oh, the pressure. No, oh, every Friday? You mean like every Friday? Yes, you got to use your words. Mm. You have great words, though. You're good with words. Word. True. But so do you. <laughs> we're gonna try to get you to talk more. You know, I, I I be holding back because my mouth is really wild, and I just think, wow, if I say certain things. But we trying to say certain things. We trying. To, I'm gonna warm it up. Be, it's, you know what? You, you trying gonna, to hold back, but y'all, the conversations back. that KLC and I be having, the kind <laughs> of conversations that I be wanting to have on this podcast. So listen, this is going. This is what's gonna happen is as we go further in, mm-hmm. they be like, wow, KLC mouth is really wild, and they'll look back at the earlier <laughs> ones. Episodes when I was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, girl, 
Mm-hmm. So when my mm-hmm, yes turn into bitch, let me tell you what it is. I mean, but that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is, though. We, I'm going to warm we, up. We, I'm, I'm warming up. We some southern girls. We some wild southern girls. And, yeah. And we, we hold back. I try to speak in my teacher voice. When I be wanting to be like, you know what I'm saying, y'all? So we're going to go out to this joint, you know what I'm saying? Do this joint. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We about to go on over there. Over there. We going over on over there. Over there. Put that over there in his ink. <laughs> Put that mocha up. That mocha. Go oh, get that, that mocha. Mo- 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 and everybody know what that is. Everybody know what that is right there. Oh, but anyway. Mo- um, yeah. We're going to try. Fridays, we, y'all gonna get this real. These are kind of like fillers. These are these are these are kind of like pilot episodes. So yeah. when we we gonna start hitting you with the every Friday, we gonna we gonna get into the grit and the grind. We gonna start having interviews of folks yeah. and um, all kinds of stuff. And I gotta get sex. I haven't done a, a, a sex talk either, so I guess I gotta, gotta get, get that. Boom, doom, doom. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you. And we, mm, let's mm, talk about mm, all the mm, good things mm, and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Hey, hey, let's talk about sex. Look at you. Let's talk about. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I used to love that song. Yeah. And, you know, I think every time you have a sex talk, I'm going to sing yeah. that. Oh, oh, God. That's where the salt and pepper. <laughs> Yes. That's word to Sandy and Cheryl. I'm sorry, I'm a hip hopper. What you want yeah. from me? Oh no, I gotta I'm get up on that hip hop too. I'm gonna bring y'all some hip hop, some flavor. We gonna nah. do some things. We working on some stuff. I got an interview that's coming up too. Um, probably in another week or so. I'm gonna be on a different podcast. I'll tell you more about that on the next one. Um, we're gonna start doing some cross podcast stuff too. Um, some things in the work. I want y'all to. I want y'all to stay tuned though. The Maroon Cast, like we yeah. just warming up, yeah. and I appreciate y'all even loving it. Uh, loving the warm ups. Y'all yeah. are really fresh. Shout out to the comrades doing little little IG, you know, stories and twerking to the to the show and you, comrades buddy. dropping our list, you know, on their Spotify. We see y'all. We appreciate. Yes. We love y'all, comrades. We love much love. We about this revolution, but we about this radical love, and we always yeah. showing it, y'all. So shout out to everybody. Um, I don't know what the topic will be, but but it'll be good. It'll be something. It'll be dope. You know what I mean? So, yeah. until next time, I'm Simile the RBG. I'm KLC. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I might be. <laughs> and um, we'll see you next time. All power to the people. And pleasure to the people. Peace. Bye, y'all.